Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. This is the podcast where we discuss career counselling, career guidance, mental health awareness and mental health training in the workplace. With your hosts, Patrick, Sally, Tina and Amy. Hi everyone, thanks for joining us on Careers and Mental Health Conversations. Today we're joined by Pat, who wants to have a chat about social media addiction. Thanks, Amy. I really wanted to uh, talk about this in a bit more detail because there's a business owner I know who recently told me that they've got back two hours of their life each day or 14 hours over the course of a week because they've jumped off social media and that they've never been happier, they've got a better relationship with their partner and they're also doing better in the workplace. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. Like, Imagine how much time we spend on social media or our phones and don't even realize it, and then imagine how much more we could be doing. Now, I'm no psychologist, so I've decided to come up with a few tips uh, to beat social media addiction and some that I'm following at the moment because I myself look at my phone and social channels far too much. I also do. I'm very guilty of that. We're, We're both guilty. And look, I'll throw some statistics at you first because it's fascinating There's 1.3 billion users of social media worldwide, so everybody's on it. We're talking little kids right up to grandparents. Uh, Everyone seems to be on it in some form, which is a bit of a worry. But here's a few more statistics from recent reports. Anywhere from a minimum of 13% up to 32% of productivity is lost in the workplace due to social media addiction at work. So that's quite a lot. That is a lot and probably a statistic that not a lot of people would know. Imagine being a small business and running at 30% down productivity due to social media or mobile phone addiction. It's quite a lot and it would impact some businesses massively on the way they can uh, operate and also earn a profit. Absolutely. I mean, small, medium, large, if you're losing that much of the productivity in a workplace, it's going to impact. There's also some recent studies, these are all from the last year or two, that tells us that people who spend more than five hours a day on their phone, and I guarantee you it's not that hard to do, are twice as likely to show depressive symptoms. So that's another quite staggering statistic. Yeah, and really concerning, um, particularly with the amount of young people as well that are on social channels. Just one more statistic before we talk about it in a bit more detail, that 71% of us either sleep with our phone or right next to it. Guilty. (laughs) As am I. So we're not detaching ourselves from our phones, which is causing a bit of an issue because we all know that if you don't get enough sleep or you're a chronic checker of uh, something in the the late evening, then you're not going to have enough rest and you're not going to be able to be productive the next day. So it's not necessarily productivity at the time, being on your phone at the time, it's the impact to our sleep and then our how we feel and our mental wellness, which can impact everything as well. So you've got some tips for us. I do. Look, just this is obviously, like I said, I'm not a psychologist, but I, th- these are the ways that you can tell if you are addicted and these are from, from obviously experts in the field that if you find yourself oversharing everything that you do on your social media channels or if you have a need to know everything about people that you might not even know or like, then you're potentially addicted. If you find yourself comparing uh, yourself to social media profiles, personas, and and celebrities, uh, and that doesn't make you feel too good, then that could you could be addicted. 
Or if you are anxious when you're separated from your phone, if you get a bit nervy if someone else picks it up or you've forgotten it and you feel like your world's about to end, then they are all signs from the experts that you could be addicted to your phone and social media. Yeah, it seems quite crazy to think that we are that attached to our phone. Um, but I mean, some of those things resonated with me just then. I like to have my phone around me all the time. So that's why I do sleep with it next to my bed. So most of us do. And, and I heard one, um, person say on a podcast recently that he, he's, he's from the States and he said that if he got robbed and they took his, his, uh, wallet, he wouldn't care. Mm. Just cancel your cards. But if you took his phone, then wow, everything's gone. Like you've got your, lo- your little life stored in these things. Yeah, it's so concerning. And it's just the inconvenience of being away and being disconnected, which is causing so much anxiety. So back to the story about the client who deleted all their social media and has got back two hours of their day. That got me thinking, what can I do? Because I admit I'm on my phone far too much, especially in front of my kids. I'm a big user of social media with the work that I do but I also use it quite a lot personally. Now, I've come up with five simple hacks uh, to help beat social media addiction. It might not be the cure for everyone, but it might help you restrict it. And I just thought I'd share those with people so they too might be able to have a think about uh, if they spend too much time on their phone and maybe some of these simple things might help them restrict uh, the time that they spend on their mobile device. I'm looking forward to hearing them because you might have some tips in there for me as well. Let's hope so. <laughs> Number one. Block notifications. Uh, there's a really, really senior authority on um, basically philosophy in the US called Naval, and he says that notifications simply are you reacting to someone else's alarm. So if you are seeing a notification and you're reacting to it, then basically that's someone else prompting you to get up and look at the screen. The best way to avoid having that prompt to look at the screen is to block notifications. You can do that on settings on iPhone, on Android, whatever it else is you're using, but certainly don't feel like you always have to be prompted to look at the screen. Yeah, that's true. I know when I'm sitting at my computer working, I have notifications for everything that come up on my, comes up on my phone, so even including my emails. So if I'm doing different work on my computer at the time and an email comes through to my phone, a work email, I'm tempted to stop what I'm doing to read it straight away because it's flashed up in front of me. It's so just a reaction that we do. Yeah. Uh, now, emails are a hard one to block and not necessarily the main thing that you should block, although they do waste a lot of time as well, but they're more often than not a necessity. Uh, there's a lot of notifications on apps that you've probably downloaded that maybe your kids have put on your phone, maybe you've got some sort of sporting app on there, maybe you've got something which is about a lifestyle app. These are chronic at sending out notifications to get you to look at your screen to remind you to use their app. I've started turning most of mine off where it's not a necessity and I've already noticed a big change. On top of blocking notifications, delete any old apps that you're not using. If you haven't used it for a month or more, I'd say, why have you still got it on your phone? Is it a necessity? Do you really need that app? If not, delete it and get rid of the risk completely. Yeah, clear it out. The second tip I've got is quite a new one because it came on the latest iOS update for me because I'm an Apple iPhone user. And there's a thing called a screen time app, which basically tells us how long each day we are looking at our screen. So it's a good reality check, a good kick up the bum on how much time we're spending. And my goodness, you'd be surprised 
how easy it is to rack up time on your phone. I think that's the thing. A lot of us just don't even realize how much time we're spending on our phones. Oh, it's massive. Now, with this new screen time app on Apple, I do believe Android users have got uh, one called maybe Google Accountability or something similar. There would be a version for Android too. You can actually restrict the amount of time you spend on your phone altogether. So I've dialed mine back down under two hours which I'm finding is quite achievable at the moment. And that sits well for me. But um, like I said, a lot of people use way more than that. But uh, I was getting you know, to the evening and I'd be looking at my phone, I'd check the screen time app. And before I had this restriction, it was telling me I'd gone for three, four hours on my phone. I don't even remember picking up my phone that much, but we do. So if you can restrict the amount of time to a certain time, then you'll be inclined to spend less time on your phone altogether. Definitely. On top of that, the new screen time app uh, for Apple and, and Android can actually turn all your social media icons off after a little while. So I've got mine to turn off after 8.30 p.m., which means come 8.30, my phone can still receive texts and calls, but I no longer receive emails and I no longer receive notifications on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, anything else I'm using, which I found, I'll, I'll be honest, I found it a struggle at, to begin with, but now I'm really strict with it. And I'm trying to wind it back five minutes again each night. So I started at 9 p.m. originally. I'm at 8.30 at the moment. Oh, you're doing well. You're setting yourself little goals. And I know a lot of people that that would help to just take off the social and the emails side of things, you know, turn off from work yep. and your social interaction online. Oh, it's, it's, it's been really helpful for me. And I, I now you can override it. You have to go into settings and force it to turn back on for a particular app. But the whole thing is, is is trying to get you to stick to a routine. It's thought-provoking too. If you've got to go back in and turn it back on, exactly. you're going to be thinking, I'm doing too much on social, I'm spending too much time. Now, the other thing is people go, oh, you might miss an important email. I guess if it's urgent, they could call. So I'm really trying to train myself to think, well, if it's after 8.30 now, I'll get it the next day. So I've got mine to turn on for about 5.30 in the morning. I'm normally up by about 6, 6.30 anyway, and then emails will come through. The other good thing about this is it blocks any interference at, at night time. So now that it's only on text or call only, uh, I won't hear it if any notifications come on at night. I won't be prompted to check my screen up and we've gone to bed. It's just uh, getting into a routine that I'm more comfortable with. And that for me has been the biggest uh, difference for my social media and mobile phone, phone use to date. Yeah, it's um, pretty impressive that you've got onto that. And I know I'd never heard of it. You have to try it. <laughs> so it's something that I'll have to give a go, but I think my goal might start off a bit bigger than yours. <laughs> well, the whole thing is set set a goal and then test a measure and then obviously wind it down or up depending on how you find that works for you. Yeah, it all makes a difference. Even if you can wind a few minutes off each day, uh, it could make a difference. So number three to stop uh, social media addiction and mobile phone addiction is create a new healthy habit. Each time we go to check our phone, it's often a reaction and it's often something that we just do automatically. If you can somehow train yourself to replace that with, uh, I don't know, something healthy like maybe a stretch, get up and have a quick walk around the office, um, go and talk to someone, go, right, I'm going to have a chat with that, that person for just a minute or two. Block that uh, routine that you've got of checking your screen. I'm not saying this is going to be easy and I'm not saying it's something that is just going to happen overnight. But if you can find a little healthy habit that will stop you automatically reaching for your screen, 
then it could just be the difference between checking your phone for hours on end and actually getting up and having a walk and doing something a lot healthier. Yeah, it's all about changing the habits and we all know that's very hard to do, but once you can implement things like that, they do come more naturally. Definitely, definitely. That'll be one of the ones that takes a little bit longer to to sink in, but uh, certainly for the long-term health, it's quite important. Number four, for the desktop users, especially of those of us that work in an office and we've got computers, we've got our phone next to us, maybe we've got some social media going on the screen, you can block specific websites, okay? So this could be really good for anyone who maybe they don't have social media as part of their job but find themselves trawling through Facebook or trawling through, uh, I don't know, maybe Instagram or online Snapchat, whatever it is. You can actually get uh, specific apps for your desktop which block those URLs. So if you do not trust yourself to go in and not check those sites, um, you can either maybe ask your HR or IT department to put those on if you're with a bigger organization. If you're not, there's Chrome installations. If you use the Chrome browser, uh, you can go and research that and they, they block those websites that you ask them to. Good for those those of us that uh, don't trust themselves not to not to check those sites. Yeah, I think a lot of larger organisations do have uh, things like that in place, which is good. But mm. if it's up to us and we want to make a decision and it's not in our workplace, then it, it's definitely a good step forward to do that. Oh, just just Google the, the there's heaps out there. Um, they're free. They don't cost anything. They just sit on top of the internet browser and you can activate them on and off. So they're pretty easy to use. The fifth one is get comfortable being away from your phone. Easier said than done, I understand. There's a certain level of anxiety that we feel maybe if we're separated from our phones and, and as the ex- experts will tell us, you know, that, that could be a sign of addiction. But maybe just trial putting the phone in a different room for a couple of hours. You know, you can lock it. You can put on silent. No one else is going to see it or check it. But just test this and see if it works for you but don't feel like you have to be on call for everyone. Now, there's going to be certain occupations where that is vital. You need to be on your phone. But uh, if you're not, yeah, just try maybe leaving it in the car for half a day. See how you go. Uh, Put it in a different room. Give it to a friend and say, whatever you do, don't give this to me unless it's an absolute emergency. See how that goes. But just get comfortable from being away from these little devices which suck all of our attention. Can I ask, have you tried the phone in the different room? I haven't yet, no. Okay. Is that your next goal? That would be the next goal. Um, the screen time app's been massive for me. That, that's probably been the, the number one. And blocking notifications, they're the two which have had the biggest impact on my social media use and mobile phone use in general. So Yeah, oh, you've got to take it in steps. <laughs> oh, def- I mean, it's quite a new thing. Yeah, I've only been going for a bit under a month on this. I've noticed a big difference with the first two, but the other three are, are certainly, you know, whether creating that healthy habit, uh, blocking specific websites on desktop, and getting comfortable being away from your phone, I'd say they're all things you can trial and test. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing all five of these at once. Absolutely. Uh, it'd be it'd just be too much. But certainly getting comfortable being away from your phone on weekends is something I've tried. You know, I go downstairs in the yard with the kids and I'll leave it upstairs for a while and I'll leave it on silent too with the face down. So that way if I can't hear it and I can't see it, I can, I can normally go a couple of hours without checking. Yeah. Um, but during the working week, that's something I haven't been able to do just yet. Uh, typically, because I'd probably take and make a lot of calls. Yeah, so it's a bit more. It's a bit more difficult yeah. when you're actually expecting work calls on it. Yeah, but you know, you know, like anything, if you're trying to beat addiction or, or start um, a healthy routine, uh, baby steps. 
and and try something and see how it goes. And if not, maybe try one of the other hacks and, and see how that goes. I think the other thing is, I mean, they're all good points, but we put restrictions on our children with screen time and then we can go and sit on our phone for however long. So we don't want it to have a negative impact on our children, but we're not so worried about ourselves. I know. I'm quite the hypocrite because I'll often tell my daughter to get off the, the tablet and then I'll sit on my phone in front of her. So that's something I'm conscious of changing and I understand the message that that can show to the young people. And now, you know, kids want, you know, iPads for Christmas and phones and Fitbit watches and all sorts of stuff. Uh, we're really, they should be getting toys that are healthier for them and getting outside on bikes and scooters. Yeah, and, outside toys. And doing what we did before all this technology existed. Obviously, like I said, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a trained expert. These are just things that I've researched and looked into and I've started putting in place since the client that I spoke to uh, basically just deleted everything and, and got back two hours of their day. Uh, I wasn't ready to do that, but I was certainly ready to to limit my exposure to, to mobile phones and, and media in general. Well, it's all good information. A lot of it I had no idea. I know that I'm on my phone too much. I know I've had notifications popping up while we've been talking right now. Did you check them? No, <laughs> but I will. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> so uh, I definitely think there's great advice in there. You say you're not a psychologist, but you've gone to the trouble of researching these strategies and implementing them yourself to show how easy it is that you can start off with small steps and really make differences to your life. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of research on this online. Obviously, there's a lot uh, of experts and qualified practitioners who put a lot of time and effort into to not only researching this, but providing the statistics and then ways to overcome it. So this is just a, a, a quick summation of what I think people could do more so in the workplace. Um, but yeah, there's a lot out there. And I do suggest if, if you want to take this seriously and you think you've got a serious addiction, then certainly go and speak to either your GP or a counsellor or a psychologist, someone that can help you through beating a real addiction. But you know, some of these steps might help in the meantime if you just wanted to try a few things and, and see how it went. Excellent. Well, thanks for that, Pat. I'm going to go and in implement some of them now, the notifications one being the first one. Uh, I hope our listeners uh, can have a listen to this and feel like they can implement some of the strategies. The statistics are quite frightening, really, so I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't have known that. Thanks for joining us today, and thanks, Pat, for giving us this information and handy tips. No worries. I hope that was a help to anyone listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like us to appear in your feed, please hit the subscribe button, and you're also welcome to leave us a review. For more information, visit careerdevelopmentcentre.com. Dot au.